Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Runners World Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. Me, Ben Hobson. And me, Jane Maguire. Um, yeah, so we, we'd like to talk a little bit about um, the sad news that legendary runner Ron Hill um, died aged 82. Um Hill represented Great Britain in the marathon at the 1964-1972 Olympics. In 1970, he became the first Briton to win the Boston Marathon and won Commonwealth gold the same year. He was also the proud owner of one of the longest run streaks in history, running at least a mile a day for 52 years and 29 days. Um, he later founded uh, yeah, a sportswear company, Ron Hill, and he'll be remembered and missed as a, a true running maverick and, and pioneer. So, yeah, um, thinking about Ron Hill and, and his family and uh, yeah, what an amazing life he had. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And as you say, right, a pioneer. Um, the tale of Ron is probably quite well known, but it's it's quite a few things. Like uh, he meticulously logged all his running in journals for every single run constantly. And it's way, you know, to the second. It predates any of the sort of modern day incarnations of any of that. You know, we're talking marginal gains at a very sort of like early level. Um uh, he'd compete in cross country races barefoot decades before that was a trend. Uh, you'll like that. You'd like that, Rick. Um, and he ran. Uh, he ran the ten thousand meters shoeless at the Mexico Olympics. He he invented the split short. So everyone, you know, who short shorts and running like that was Ron Hill. He came back from those Olympics, and in like uh, they called the freedom shorts. And there were a shorter version of those that already existed with a split up the side to increase ease of movement. And um, a string vest, which people might have seen pictures of that over the years of, of, of Ron in his in a string vest. And that was to, to help airflow and to keep him cool. And it's just things like that that he did that, you know, have almost been lost in the sort of ether of running. And we had a feature of, on, on Ron um, in the February issue of the magazine, um, which has got some great details in it. And one of them was that his son um, told the story that Ron was the first person ever to import Nike trainers to the UK. Um, as part of his Ron Hill business, yeah, he remembers them being stacked up in the in the in the shed, and for all the all the shoe nerds out there, they were the Nike LDV one thousand, and they sold them for twenty four pounds ninety nine. But it's just these small things about like, you know, ah, oh, the first person to ever to import Nikes to the UK, Ron Hill. Do you know it's so it, just these small things that happened that were so important to run in just generally, and they it kind of like brings it back to Ron. So, yeah, super important person for running in this country so yeah sad news today we're talking with paul tonkinson about whether his relationship with running has become unhealthy so many layers <laughs> to that one rick so many layers so many layers yeah it's, it's a good one actually i like the idea of this kind of your relationship with running being something you've got to um maintain and the idea that it can kind of change and adapt through the years oh i would 100 percent agree with that uh, maybe I'm not talking to the right people, but I don't think I've spoken to anyone who's had just like a constant love 
because mine's always been i've said this before <laughs> mine's always been a bit love hate so and i imagine that there's you know real extremes of that a, a famous youtuber whose name i'm not going to remember now but he is famous and maybe in the edit afterwards i'll just put in a little note here saying his name was van neustadt he 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 made a video the other day and put it up on his channel which was about running and he and he just laments about it being terrible but absolutely being the best thing for him so he talks about how he doesn't like it and he runs four miles every day five days a week and the first two are in like pitch black dark as he runs up a hill and it's torturous and he doesn't like it and he doesn't like his clothes that he's wearing and he finds it all like whatever and then as he comes back down again he's sort of it lifts him up and he feels more positive about the day and it settles his brain and he's kind of like back into it and he runs the whole thing sort of not in that positive about running but about the benefits of it it's really like and i was i watched it and i was like this is that is quite a hot take on the whole thing like it's not necessarily like that it has to be this big love thing but actually just once you get over the i mean i guess the hassle of it then you then you're just like yeah i mean this is making me feel better so why would i stop doing it I think it's like a real Instagram reality situation. I think anyone oh, who yeah. goes on Instagram is like, oh my God, I'm so sick of everyone smiling and loving running. <laughs> and anyone anyone who tells you they love every run is a liar. So you should unfollow and block them. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't want to ruin anyone's career. But no one loves every run. If, no. if you do, then... Well, if you do, you're probably elite. Even then, I don't think they love every run. I don't think. Oh, I think they. I think they probably resent yeah. a lot of. Unless their... you're Kip Jogi, you don't love every run because he's the most positive man on the <laughs> even, planet. Even Elliot. <laughs> even Elliot hate something um, about it. No, I don't think he does. He's such a happy man. Mm. He's what we should all be, but none of us are. So I think. I think. Every runner hates one run. I think at I think, least. I, I, I think we're going to get an interesting take from Rick here. I think that he probably loves every single run. I think Rick is closest to the Elliot mindset out of <laughs> us three. Yes, <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> I think that definitely like relationship changing with running. And I, I can see like some parallels between when you first really get into running and fall in love with it, that kind of uh, how that parallels kind of the start of a romantic relationship where it's this kind of that, that kind of intensity of feeling towards it. Um, so yeah, and I think in those in those years, I, I think I really bored some people with how brilliant I thought running was. And I definitely <laughs> thought it was that everyone should do it. You know, everyone should everyone should do it. You know, and it's gonna and you're gonna feel um, as passionately about running if you only try try and do it. And I think I've mellowed a little bit to it, and I kind of think um, that I'm passionate about people moving around and doing some exercise, but I don't mind as much now. You know what that is. I think it's you know if it's walking or cycling or mm. swimming that's all you know just as legitimate but no i definitely have a few runs that i don't um that i don't enjoy but not a lot i'll be honest i think probably like 95 percent of the runs i go on I, I really enjoy like if i know i have to wake up in the morning and do a run i'm like oh whereas on the days where i don't have to run i'm like okay great i can go and take toby for a walk he's my dog and not um yeah so i think i start every every run with i don't want to do this so there you go. That's a really positive note to begin the podcast on. That's funny though, because you're you can't you're sort of following a rough schedule. Don't yeah, you? I have to follow a schedule, or I think I would just go and run the same miles at the same pace every single day and live the same day on repeat till the day I die. Welcome to my life. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> Slowly running so, a loop every day until my grave. But I, I wonder, I wonder if there's any like cause that kind of obligation thing that you're um, expressing. Yeah, I yeah, I do know what you mean. I think I do think when you know when I see like a, a half marathon on my plan, I'm like, why? What am I mm. training for? So maybe I've just got training fatigue and I need to take a break but I think as soon as I take a break I'll probably mm. miss it so I think I'm just I'm just a confusing individual <laughs> but maybe other people maybe people listening will be like I understand what she means or people will be like she's a lunatic no it's, it's one or the other you crave structure when you haven't got it because you feel like it's all it's all a bit pointless mm. otherwise if you're not used if you're used to that being the association with running and then on the flip side when you start doing it and it's not that way then it's you're kind of like well why am I bothering anyway 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 Let's get our guest of the week on, whose column in the magazine sparked this whole chat. So it's a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast the ever insightful and funny Paul Tonkinson. Guest of the week, here in the studio, guest of the week, sometimes on the phone, could be an athlete, could be a physio, or a complete unknown. So you say, Paul, in um, your latest column that you're you're worried that you've almost got a kind of abusive relationship with running. Maybe you're taking it for granted. Could you explain a bit more what you mean by that? Yeah, it was just, I think it was, um, I think it came halfway through a run where um, I, I was just asking too much of it. I just expected, I was constantly engaging behaviours that inhibited my ability to run very well. Um, and then I'd go for a run and the run would save me during, during the run. Do you know what I mean? Like drinking or overeating or whatever. Um, and it all and it always worked. It's you know I've, I've started runs fairly hungover. By the end, I'm absolutely fine. Um, this time, for once, it did. It, it just didn't. You know, and I don't know that's age. I think, or um, I've just been eating and drinking a bit too much for a couple of days. I went for a run, and I just never got right during the run. I just I just started feeling a little bit overweight and not great mentally. And then I, and then I finished in exactly the same state. <laughs> um, and I realised, as you say, I was just expecting too much of it. It was just, it, it was just interesting to me. It's just, and, mm. and it is a sort of. We've all got a relationship with our running, haven't we? Yeah. And, um, and, mm. uh, and some people, and I've, I've always taken it for granted that that running would always be able to fix me or sort me out. And it was just a, a sort of realisation that I had to um, at least start meeting it more halfway. Yes. Do you know what I mean? At yes. least. I mean, I'd, I've only just started doing any kind of stretching and strengthening. I'm 51. I've just basically just run myself in. It's like I've run myself into the garage and I'm just, <laughs> just over. This car's finished. Uh, I mean, this, this version of me is no longer operational. Yeah. Um, and I need to start looking after myself. And that was a, the sort of beginning of a, of a long series of wake-up calls, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that, that was basically That was basically it. I've definitely done that. That whole sweat it out thing. Like you kind of, when you're younger, I was like, oh, I'd sweat it out on a run and you feel great at the end. And like, mm. But like, similarly, I think I, I don't think I sweat it out enough now. I'll just start, I'll start feeling rubbish and I kind of get to the end and go, I'm just a bit more tired now. Just a bit more tired. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's a great, it's a great feeling. And running is a, it's a, it's a pure and simple medicine, isn't it? That we all partake of. And um, I mean, when I was, when I was, a, you know, 16, 16, 17 years old, I used to run loads in Yorkshire. I, I would get a cold and I'd go for a run. Do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd wear two or three tracksuits and I'd, I'd run myself out of it. I, I mean, I know I know carriers in the Heathside who, um, 
one uh, guy, we call him the, um, the Germinator. He's like late 50s, just constantly running. He'll be running at this moment. <laughs> um, and he, uh, he, he got, he's a doctor and he, and he got diagnosed with Corona and he, and he went for a run, you know, he was monitoring his, his, his blood, oxygen blood levels and he tried to run it off. Do you know what I mean? We're from that. Runners are from that culture, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? We just, running fixes everything. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it can't fix everything. You know what I mean? And, and as you get older, you know, weight accumulates easier and it's harder to get rid of the body. The body just becomes, it just, it just, it's like, it's like a big bag of spanners. It's just like everything. Hurts. You know what I mean? I need to, you know, I need to, I need to get loose, you know. Um, so I've been doing that. I've been, this month's column is, is actually about me doing uh, yoga. How's that been? I found it really, I found it really, really difficult. I've never, I, I did yoga once about 20 years ago and it was great. And then of course I just didn't do it again. Um, and then I really, I, I, obviously people chatted to me saying do it do it so i'd started doing it and the first i did yoga with adrian who everyone's been uh, talking about. oh yeah yeah i know that one that's a good um, one is it a good one would you do you think that's yeah good... i would i would give her a shout out on the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and i went beginner's level completely beginner's level and the first thing adrian did was uh invite me to sit down in like classic beginner's pose cross legs and a straight back i just couldn't do it couldn't get anywhere near it couldn't get anywhere near it. It's like my quads hurt, my back went into a spasm. I'm like, you know, there's, a, there's an awful long way to go. You know, there really is. I can see the benefits of it. And I, I, I feel that um, I feel it, I feel it could, could really help my running. Does it help you running? Do you find it? I think it, I think yoga is a bit like running where you have to find the right one for you. I'm a big fan of um, yin yoga where you just hold a pose for like five minutes and you don't move out of it. Because um, I think faster forms of yoga feel a bit too much like a workout and I'm kind of like oh, I could just be going for a run but other people love to kind of feel like their heart rate is going up so I guess it's finding the type for you I think I might be a bit more a bit more yin I mean I've got no interest yeah. I, don't want to work out. I don't want to feel competitive about it I just want to get that I want to change how my body is I just want to make some profound changes I want to be able to sit up you know, so the, the first, I've got to stretch before I get out of bed on the morning. Do you know what I mean? Before I do my, <laughs> do my first walk of the day, you know. Um, and, I, and I don't know whether this is uh, irreversible or whatever after years of non-stretching and no strengthening at all. Um, but I'm hopeful that I can just change and just, just so I can run pain-free. I keep breaking down with injuries and it's just, I, I just need running. Uh, when you can't run, it makes me realise how much I need it, you know. Yeah, for mm. sure. I, I, I do sink, you know. If I don't run, I sink, definitely. When would you say then, Paul, that your relationship with running was at its healthiest and happiest when you look back at your life? Um, probably, I don't know, there was times early during lockdown when I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, when I wasn't, when I was running for nothing but pleasure um, and I really uh, appreciated just the basic thing of getting out in the woods for an hour a day. I thought, I thought it, was, it was fantastic. I mean, I, I, love, I loved it when I was aiming for the sub three hours marathon because it had a real focus on it and I felt like I was this adventure that I'd created. I think we've all been missing events, haven't we? And some events are coming back. And, and I'm hoping to get another, maybe a long, maybe do an ultra or whatever. Just get, you gain a lot from an adventure, don't you? Just something to aim at. And, and, and I think there's a, that can be healthy as well, as long as it doesn't get too obsessive. But even if it gets a bit obsessive, it's quite fun to just 
get obsessive about stuff, isn't it? It's just quite interesting to go into that mindset. Um, but yeah, I think during lockdown, I really, I really, really appreciated it. I just felt, I felt so grateful. Yeah, definitely. I think that's why we've talked about it before, but that really was a saving grace of the whole situation. And it really recalibrated without the events and without the running and, and all the stuff that kind of everyone maybe focused on too much i would say that, that like it, it really gave everyone that position of going oh i can go running and it's just really nice yes that, that's my basic position really i mean for me um training for events is uh i don't do it very often to me the fundamental the basic is always like just an just an hour a day or an hour five times a week just just really chilling out but what i enjoyed about lockdown uh running was seeing everyone else start running as well i mean it was just amazing to see just the range of different people running um, I mean, some people obviously try to outrun Corona. It was like they're going to get it done. They've, they've realised obesity is a problem, bless them, and they're just like they're just you know what I mean? they're just panicking. Um, and, and then you saw some people who didn't have any of the gear and were just and they just looked really natural. You just saw these people thinking, you know, we're all looking forward to part runs coming back and races. I think there's going to be a new breed of runners who might not have thought about running, and they're just. They've just come to it, and I think it's fantastic. Obviously, the more people running, the better, but just a huge range of people running, I found really gratifying, I must say. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I mean, I didn't really like it when all the people just started and were immediately better than me. I wasn't that keen on that. <laughs> I had some friends who were like, I just started doing this. I've just done 5K and I did like 19. It's 19 minutes quite good. Yeah. For I was just like, ah, oh, go away. Get in a van. That reminds me of the boot camp run I did. Uh, I was thinking about the other day in Hackney just before lockdown started. Um and I was getting back to a bit, a bit of fitness. I did it in about. It was like I did it in like nineteen forty minutes, uh, nineteen minutes forty seconds, or whatever. Um, so it was nice to get under twenty minutes. And I was really pushing hard. And this guy was constantly ahead of me, pushing a baby pram um, <laughs> on the phone, just on the speakerphone, just chatting, just chatting on the phone. And then he'd see me coming up behind, and then he'd scuttle off again. And you know, he did it must have been like nineteen twenty whilst chatting. It was amazing. It was so- <laughs> He was so young and fit and vibrant and bouncy, and I was so old and broken and angry behind it. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, no, you're right. Some people are just that, that's a lot of that's youth, isn't it? Bless they're just, they're yeah. just run, they've just, they just got, got that bounce in their legs, you know. It's funny, Paul. Like, um, I guess you would 
talking about your relationship with running it being you being the one who needs to bring more to the party but has there ever been a time in your life where you feel like you've given running almost too much and you haven't got as much back in return i'll be honest no i've 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 always felt that um that that sort of basic uh relation between effort and reward is so it's quite pure really i mean i've never really suffered from in from i've suffered from injuries during periods when I haven't really been training for anything, but I've never been. I suppose that the example of that, of, of when you do feel that, is when people train really hard and then get injured. And there's always that those chance elements, isn't it, of an injury that takes everything away. Um, but I found that just that simple relationship: the more the more you give, the more you get. Is just really, it's just really basic. But I'm, but I, as I'm starting to do uh, yoga and stretching and strengthening, really, it's part of a. Um, and negotiation with the fact that I'm that I'm I've sort of finally, or at least very close to accepting that I'm never going to get faster again. You know, do you know what I mean? it's that sort of that sort of re-establishing of a relationship of like I found I found being fifty-one almost harder than being fifty because at fifty there was still the idea that maybe I'll magically time will reverse itself and I'll go back to being forty-three again. But fifty-one, <laughs> like no, you're in your fifties. <laughs> Something's definitely happened. I'm just, I'm just, I just feel slower now. I don't know what, I don't know what it is. I feel, I just feel that it's going to be really difficult, if not impossible, to to uh, to do the training necessary to run faster than I used to do. It's, it's like the, the relationship with running changes of sort of how fast um, can I run? How fast can my mind force myself to run faster? How fast for my but and, and it changes to. How fast will my body let me even try to run? Do you know what I mean? That's a sort of, yeah. and that's what I'm dealing with at the moment. I keep getting this little calf injury. It keeps even whenever, whenever any pace comes back, and I start feeling little twinges, and it's just a different. I'm in the middle of trying to establish a different relationship. <laughs> that's that's is it kind of, yeah. Is it kind of taking the pressure off a bit? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was never, I never felt that all, all pressure in running self-inflicted anyway, isn't it? I never felt, it's just, it's just nice to be able um, to run fast. It's just a yeah. nice feeling, isn't it? To really it's a great feeling. run as yeah. fast as you can and, and compete and get to the last 200 metres and try and out-sprint someone and blah, blah, and just, or, or even like a, like, a, like a long marathon. I mean, to try and run fast for a long marathon, it's such an intense experience to undergo and so, sort of transformative and powerful experience it's um you, i don't know i might just i'm just gonna have to find 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 uh pleasure in different ways but uh, the pressure self-inflicted isn't it i never felt pressure from other people I'm not, i was never i've never been on strava or, or although that's all fine by the way but i've never felt the comparison is not that big for me um it's a personal level isn't it it's fun to to just run as fast as you can you know that's a uh, that, that's interesting. do you think i mean you touched on this poor way but like do you think in some ways that like running was too, if we were going to if we we're going to continue the relationship analogy running running treated you too well? Do you, th- do you think it was kind of almost, almost a bit too forgiving? You, your behaviour wasn't being good for years, and now it's only now that it's actually <laughs> well, put no, his foot I, down. I, I, I think there's a lot in that. I, I, I really do. I think the sort of and I've almost um, prided myself on being able to um, abuse my body, and and running will will be fine. Running will look after me, um, and so. Mm. You know, like I've started. You know, I've done like long runs. I, you know, I've drank two bottles of wine and then the next day ran eighty miles. You know, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, been, I've started very hungover, <laughs> ran through, and yeah. by the end feel feel I've done, not brilliant, but a lot better. You know, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, you just can't do it. It's almost taken a sort of pig-headed pride in the ability to do that or, or sort of celebrated mm. not stretching or, you know, you know, it's just yeah, like right, I'm, a, I'm, right. a, I'm, a, I'm old school. I don't do that touchy toe stuff, you know, yoga, the yoga <laughs> mat. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's that sort of thing, and and you've got to um, and, and and you realize it's a, it's almost it's a bit like sort of lockdown, really. Everyone's thinking we, we're coming back to the old normal, the new normal, or whatever. I was constantly trying to find a place of like I'm going to run fast again, and so I'd get injured, I'd come back, and then quite quickly I'd be ramping it up again, then I'd get injured again, and just never learning. Um, and I feel it's time for a bit of a new beginning, and I'm, I am going to have to incorporate stuff. I'm going to have to give give something back to running for running to be to be essentially my life as I want it to be. You know, definitely, yeah. It's like mm. flower. It's like flowers for the wife, isn't it? Yoga for the running. You know, uh, <laughs> it's necessary. It's, it's necessary. Yeah, 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 for sure. What do you think yeah. um, the new beginning looks like? Is it going further? Is it going into triathlon? What What's next? I think. I mean, tri- the thing about tri- triathlon is, it's, it's uh, I once started training for a triathlon and I enjoyed it, but there's just an awful lot of gear with triathlon, and I, I'm a little bit tight. You know? I'm a little bit tight. Do you know what I mean? I don't like doing things. Uh, it's awful admission, isn't it? But um, it's, that's one thing I've always loved about running. It's just it's, it's quite cheap, you know, um, to a certain the way I the way I do it. I'm quite interested. I'd love to do. I'm thinking about longer, longer stuff longer sort of adventure type the ultra ultra experiences i'm curious about those i'm hopeful that my body can stand up to those sort of things there's this sort of um idea that there'll be more that you know if the, the idea somewhere in my mind that running's such good fun and when you go for a run and you run for about 45 minutes you're feeling great you feel i could run forever there's a curiosity about sort of trying to do that isn't there but I'm aware that all my ultra friends tell me how hard it is. I'm aware it's obviously really, really difficult. I think they thought I thought it was like some sort of easy, drifty thing. You know, it's obviously really, really tough. Um, <laughs> I blame I blame that on the ultra runners though, because they always talk about cakes and aid stations and snacks yeah, totally. and stuff, don't they? They make it sound like a picnic. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's got <laughs> I'm looking at you, Rick. I'm looking at you right there. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Donna me and the atmosphere, like some sort of party that happens over the yeah. mile. <laughs> Um, but uh, have you done ultras, mate? So I don't know, Rick. Yeah, I've done. I've done. I've done a few. Um, but and there are little moments where you feel relatively good. And I think you. I think your your mind probably remembers those above the terrible moments, like like it does for lots of running, right? I guess our like marathon memories are probably much more positive than yeah, the reality of the marathon. Selective. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Selective. Um, but yeah, no, that, that whole it's a, it's just a picnic and stuff. I think that does get a bit um, over-egged. It, it is ultimately really difficult. <laughs> Vass- I was chatting to old Vassos about it, and he oh, he's the worst man. He makes it sound like the most amazing thing in the yeah. world. I, mean, I love him. I love I love that guy to bits. But he is like well, he, he's he's a, he's a bit of the kind of uh, he, he's constantly uh, sort of uh, slightly comically diminishing his own abilities as well, isn't it? It's just, just yeah. trotting yeah. along and I'm you know seventh in the Mont Blanc, whatever it is, but um. <laughs> But um, he t- he does talk about the bubble, the post ultra bubble. Like you know, when you do a marathon and you feel good for a few days, he talks about that for the ultra lasting a bit longer. That kind of quite strange. yes, yes. So that interests me. I mean, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. He um he came on the podcast and revealed that he often will just have running shorts underneath 
his normal yeah. clothes so that he can he can run at any given moment yeah, he's ready yeah. to go yeah i like it. Uh, yeah 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 i really wanted to know how his jeans fit but i didn't think <laughs> i thought that was a personal question so if you can ask that paul and get back to us <laughs> but i know that I've, I've, there's a i've got a club club mate and he runs about 70 miles a week he's like no he's like 60 years old now but he like runs for england in the marathon um and he um and he, he only does like three sort of sessions a week. He does like two quality sessions and then one long run. And the rest of the mileage, he's just running places. He just runs, he just runs into his college to lecture or he runs to his girlfriend's out. And you just sort of, there's something about that that I really, like. it's like when you're a kid and you just run places. Mm. And again, I just see he's fully yeah. clothed, just sort of yeah. running, you know, it's just like, like he's 60 years old but and and that sort of normalizes it all doesn't it as opposed to training such a big thing it's just like i'll just i'll just get there a bit faster so i'll just run i quite like that you know we're talking a bit about um ron hill at the top of the episode paul and um i guess some of the stuff you're talking about being about that kind of old school training perhaps kind of pushing through the pain i feel like he is kind of synonymous with um some of those attitudes yeah yeah. and i i used to read I mean, I, I read his uh, biographies, Long Hard Road, Pat One and Two. I, I thought they were fantastic. He was such an inspiration to me when I was a kid. And he, he was he was sort of that sort of Harrier tradition sort of informed a bit of my attitude towards running. I mean, I mean, he was sort of you know pre pre vapor flies, pre electrolyte drinks, pre you know. I mean, he got served tea during the Commonwealth Games marathon and just got. I'm drinking tea, you know. It's like, it's a, and yet he ran two two hours and nine minutes. He was an exceptional runner, but he do, he does personify, God bless him, that sort of slight uh, refusal to accept pain, doesn't he? That you know, training twice a day once on Sundays for years, and like running with a broken leg and stuff. <laughs> so it's a bit hardcore, isn't it? Bless him. A bit bullish, isn't it? Old school bullishness, you know. But um, what an inspiration he was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and an innovator as well. All the gear, all the reflective shorts, and the vest and stuff. On, on the day, uh, obviously only interesting to me, but on, on the day he uh, he died, I did. I have still got a pair of Ronil uh, trackies that I can't because I'm so tight, <laughs> can't get rid of them. Uh, but I ran in them, and his stuff's good. You know, it lasts and it's good. And you know, and the shorts. I, I, I wear his shorts when I'm running marathon. He's, he's very successful. Successful and brilliant bloke. There's not many athletes now in the UK can run a sub two marathon. I mean, it's, a, it's a complete. He was elite, wasn't he? An elite. Yeah, fortunate enough to meet him once. Actually, at the the launch for the Manchester Greater Manchester Marathon when they first started that, and it was it was it was so nice to meet him because he maybe it's just different when you uh, we meet a few elites when we're doing bits and pieces and it seems very formulaic what they're going to do and what they say and you kind of get a sort of idea that there's a sort of them and us vibe a bit mm. but uh sitting down with him to talk about running and he was just away just straight away just a regaling a, a tale and he made it so like it encompassed everything and everyone's experience about running then he asked me about my if, if i like marathons and i said not really i said i felt i'm a bit big for a marathon <laughs> and he shot me down straight away no no and he told me a tale of name the runner who beat him once whose name escapes me now but he told me about him and his size and his weight and how he beat Ron because of this and this you know and I was just like it it was such a nice like bloke just really just friendly and just like wanted to just make running this big journey for everyone it was so nice yeah he he was very inclusive wasn't he very very down to earth and very honest in his book as well I mean that I mean his first biography loads of great pictures and photos have been coming through and just really basic training just running 
just massive mileage and loads of like long, long reps and just re- just training and just running. Those guys, like Derek Clayton, um, his peer in Australia, he used to run and intentionally get lost so he'd run further. <laughs> do you know, do you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's just crazy. It's amazing, just, yeah. Bedford doing like 180 mile a week and stuff. It's just proper, old, just mileage, mm. just constant mileage. Yeah, he was, he was great. Paul, thanks again. Uh, great to chat to you and looking forward to the next column as well. Thanks, mate. Take care. So that brings us to the end of this week's Run As Well podcast. Thanks very much to our guest, Paul Tonkinson, and to you, of course, for listening. You can subscribe to three issues of Runners World magazine for just £5. Head over to hearstmagazines.co.uk slash Podcast to get this exclusive listener offer. Or, even better, just subscribe to 12 issues for the year. And then you don't, yeah. Even, yeah, and then you don't even have to worry about just getting three. You can get 12. Perfect. The Runners World Podcast is available on Acast, iTunes and all your favourite podcast apps. Just search for Runners World UK and click subscribe. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.